Hello. Hello, Mon. Hi. <laughs> Hello, darling. Welcome. Thank you. Oh, I'm busting. This is so exciting. I've been wanting to do this for weeks with you. I just want to give you a little bit of, you know, postnatal rest as I yes. educate to do it. And I have to be that really patient educator, <laughs> doula who leaves the new mums alone. That's all right. I've been looking forward to doing it and I'm feeling really good now. So it's perfect time. Perfect time. Thank you, babe. Um, Before we jump into podcast number 22 for me, I want to say thank you to everyone that reaches out to me and says that my podcast channel is inspiring them. Um, This morning, one lady, Sarah, um, she's a student midwife and she did come to some of my hypnobirthing classes, was driving behind me because I have my name on the back of my car. She sent a screenshot and said, I'm listening to you right now. And it was a VBAC story with Tori, one of my amazing hypnobirthing mamas who had a beautiful, successful VBAC. And so this student midwife, Sarah, sent me a screenshot and she said, I'm falling in love with birth all over again because of these stories. Thank you so much. So that really warms my heart and I love it when you all reach out. Thank you. So good. Yeah, it's so important to um, surround yourself with positive birth stories, especially if you're pregnant or, you know, planning to conceive. It's, yeah, very important. Positivity all the way. So um, I'm Megan Amore. This is a place called Birth. Um, I'm on the Gold Coast in Australia. I live in Eleanor and I have a beautiful space in Corumban that is all about women-centered care, although the dads are very welcome in yoga, acupuncture and sound healing. Um, yeah, and of course hypnobirthing classes. So definitely for dads, but it seems to be an amazing space where women where women are gathering. So um, thank you to everyone that has been there as well. I have Monique Peters here. Um, I want to have I wanted to have Mon on the podcast guys because her story is extremely inspirational around instincts and patience and following your inner guidance her birth prep is immaculate in my view um and Mon will tell you all about this but this is Mon um, Peters from also the beauty journal which is one of her incredible instagram pages and she's going to fill you in on that way better than what i do um but i encourage you to have a look at that page it's the best oh, so yeah it really is amazing you've done so much work there mon and i've absolutely loved teaching you and ryan so i'm chuffed that you're here thank you i'm excited yes let's jump <laughs> in um what i want to start with is just a little bit about yourself honey um are you born and bred on the Gold Coast or how long? Have you, I think you are, aren't you? No, actually, oh, cool. Brisbane. Yeah, Brisbane, so right. been here for about two and a half years now. Ah, there you go. Yeah. I'll learn more things about yeah. you as we go along. Um, yeah. And tell me a bit about what you were doing before being a mama and, yeah, a little bit about Beauty Journal and, yeah, jump in, hun. Yeah, for sure. So I am, yeah, Mon, I live on the Gold Coast. I am 31 and um, I, for about the past 11 years now, have been in the beauty industry. So I started off um, in like the mainstream um, world working for Mecca um, for about five years. Um, And during that time, I had a lot of health um, issues kind of going on um, and obviously managing a team of like 25 girls in that space was really full on. And I felt like even though I loved it, I lived and breathed it, it was my world. um, I knew I had to take a step back because even though it was like 
a good stress. My body was just constantly in that fight or flight, um, you know, being on the floor talking to, you know, sometimes a hundred women every day, doing foundation matches, managing, um, doing rosters. It was just, yeah, it really took its toll. And I um, hadn't actually had a period for a really long time and yeah basically just got into the beauty um sorry the clean beauty space so I started to really look at what I was putting on my body um and how it was contributing because I was you know so healthy internally um but I was still using all these like fragrances and um you know like toxic lipsticks every day and I kind of just took a step back and then I yeah basically um I left Mecca and I um started you know working um in the clean beauty space running like master classes this was obviously over a few years it didn't happen straight away but amazing would have been big for you to leave Mecca oh it was definitely I absolutely and I still you know really loved love the company and everything but um yeah I just had to do you know and I think my health journey it's huge and I like that would be a whole separate podcast but I've got a blog post on it for anyone that is you know that does have um and wants to learn more about the clean beauty space I have done on my website like a huge blog post because my health journey was very long-winded okay um, so that's the website yeah yeah my website so it's a blog post just because my second last blog post um so yeah so I started running master classes basically helping um women transition over to using you know from using mainstream um not just teaching them about the products but how to apply makeup and I was doing that with a dear friend of mine um Nat who is a skin therapist in Brisbane so we did we actually went around Australia a couple years ago and did that um stop it that's so cool yeah it was awesome because there's when you were single right (laughs) No, well, no, me. We've been together for 15 years, actually. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yes. I did not know that. That is amazing. Yeah, we met when I was 17, which is crazy. I Um, love that so much. Yeah, it's pretty special. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I basically, um, and I also do a lot of wedding makeup. So, um, yeah, wedding, like basically just in the beauty space. I do a lot of different things um, within it. So, yeah, that's what I do. And, um, yeah, now I'm a mum, which is the best job in the world. It's only <laughs> been three weeks, but yeah. So how many weeks, Hannah? Post are you? So three today. He's three, three, today. three weeks today. Oh, yeah. Thank you for letting me in your postnatal period. That's all right. I was so excited to. Yeah. Yeah. Now you you didn't have your period for eight years. Is that right? Nine. Yeah. Nine. Okay. Years. Nine yeah. years. And did you do you know why? Was it because of chemical toxicity or? you were diagnosed with a health condition hun so it yeah it, it's a re, it's a very long story but basically for a long time no one could give me any answers um I just did, simply didn't have my period but um I did lose it when I lost a lot of weight so yes. I think it was like a stress induced like okay. over exercising over stress um kind of my body was just yep. in this constant state of um fight or flight yes. and then yeah, it just took so many years of healing. I also had lots of gut issues. I found out I was celiac only okay. three years ago. And once I sorted that out and really worked on my gut health, um, mm. like I was I was basically the healthiest sick person I knew. Like I was yeah. doing all the right things, but I just couldn't get the answers. Um, yep. And then I actually studied integrative health, um, okay. did like a course for a year just to teach myself because I was so over like handing my power over to other people I wanted to learn for myself yeah um so by doing that and yeah I got onto an amazing nutritionist and yeah I basically had to build up my uterine like I said my endometrial lining sorry was like my my hormones my progesterone and estrogen were in the pre-menopausal range so I was basically I had nothing um 
So it was, yeah, it was pretty like crazy That's looking big. back. Yeah. And all Did- I wanted was to get a period so then I could try because I couldn't even try to have a baby because yeah. I wasn't even ovulating. So. Oh my goodness. That is a big story, babe. Um, did they, did professionals tell you that you're likely to not conceive? Yeah. So they kind of, in the end, diagnosed me with something called hypersomatic amenorrhea, which is kind of like, it's a diagnosis, but it doesn't, it's so broad. It's kind of like IBS. Like it's just a very broad diagnosis. So um, they, I went on some synthetic um, kind of hormones about five, just after we got married. I wanted to try that about five years ago and um, they made me really sick. So I just had to go back to the natural way and just heal it, getting to the root cause. And that is so important. You can't really mask or, you know, well, yep. for me, I couldn't take anything. So, um, yeah, they, they did say I'd struggle and they, prob- they basically all the endocrinologists and doctors I'd see would say, look, come back when you actually want to fall pregnant and we'll put you on Clomid and um, you may have to go on the IVF route. But I was just not going to take that as an answer because I was like, well, obviously something is wrong with me. So why would I just take all these other drugs and not yeah. actually heal myself? Great. And what so, stood out for you when you're healing the most, Mon? Um, definitely cutting back on the high intensity exercise. I was definitely overdoing that. Um, caffeine, um, healing my gut was probably the most number one. So, um, I had leaky gut and I had something called SIBO and then I was celiac. So just all the inflammation in my body. Yeah. Which you couldn't really tell, you know, like I I would get bloated, but I wasn't, you know, I didn't look like a sick person. I didn't have acne or anything. So it was hard for people to kind of understand. Like I'd go, I'd have stomach flare-ups that would last for like five days and my whole tummy would just burn um, because my stomach, like I was down to eating about 15 foods because everything triggered uh-huh. my, my gut lining. So, yeah, it was a huge, huge bloody journey. journey. Yeah. I think there's a lot of women out there that would be relating to this sexually, Mon. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, it's 100%. like, you know, PC, like PCOS, endometriosis, hypothalamic amenorrhea, like there's so many conditions yeah. these days that... um. Yeah, we just need to talk about it because I felt yeah. so isolated. I was the only person I knew that didn't have a period, like in okay. you know my friendship circle, and um, yeah. yeah, it made me feel really like I couldn't even. Isolated. You know, when you're like ovulating, you feel you know really like upbeat, and then when you're on your cycle, you feel like my moods were so over the place, okay. and I couldn't really put it down to a reason. So mm-hmm. that's confusing, and like you said, you would have felt a bit alone and isolated. Yeah. Okay. Well, gosh, you've had such a big journey. So did you and Ryan always know you were going to have bubbers? <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I knew that even with all my um, you know, problems, I knew deep down I'd always be a mum and I just knew that I'd have to, yeah, like have patience with it. But yeah. um, I was really lucky because I actually randomly, when we bought this house, when we, like a week after we moved in, I got my first period in like nine years. And that oh. was really, it was like this, and it was actually on the, last year in february on the full supermoon i don't know if you remember that really big pink yeah. supermoon yeah absolutely yeah so um yeah oh. that was really cool um beautiful alignment i love that yeah and then i actually only had um so not it wasn't so that was i've got one cycle and then on that f- full supermoon and then it was about nine months later and then when we moved in here sorry i got it again so once that happened um i started kind of um trying to like get my cycle because it went from about 75 days down to 30 and the last one I had so I only actually had five cycles and I was like okay you know I might have to give my my body like a year to kind of you know get back into before we start trying but we just fell pregnant um after five cycles after five that's magic darling you've got numbers aren't you mom 
I remember. Oh, massive, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And actually, he was born on the – well, my I lost my uterine seal, which we'll talk about soon, at 6.11, and he was born on the 11th, and I swear all I see is 11.11. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm a bit weird when it comes to numbers. Yeah. But... <laughs> I think you're normal when it comes to numbers. It's other people that don't recognise them that are yes. weird. Let's get yes, that right. for sure. Yeah. I'm huge on numbers, hun. I see 333 and 444 and 111 all the yeah. time. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy, isn't it? I'm an, yeah. I'm an angel fan, so yeah. – um, yeah, I'm all to do with angels. But anyway, <laughs> back to the purpose of our um, podcast, sweetheart. Tell me how you um, found hypnobirthing or myself and, and why it resonated with you to for you and Ryan to do. Yeah, I always knew um, when I did fall pregnant that I wanted to do hypnobirthing. I'd heard, you know, um, my, some a couple of my friends who had done it talk about it and I just wanted, you know, the most calm birth possible. Um, all of my... Um, brothers and sisters so my mum's um my mum birthed completely naturally with all of her births so did my grandma and I just really wanted to um yeah I guess continue that on and I found you I think I was I just fallen pregnant and I wanted to um get a pregnancy massage so I like just googled pregnancy massage on the Gold Coast and then you came up and then um yeah I just resonated straight away I didn't even look for any other hypnobirthing I said to Ryan he didn't have a choice I was like we're doing this we're doing this course we're doing this sort of eye rolled me he's like yeah righto um and I was just so excited to start yeah yeah cool Um, it was a fun group wasn't it it was it was and yeah it was just so I remember driving to our first one and Ryan was really apprehensive and he's sort of like, you know, why do we have to do this? Blah, blah, blah. And then when Sorry, we Ryan. drove out on the first night, he's like, oh, yeah, I can really understand why we, you know, why they do this now. I was yeah. just like, yes, it worked. Like, yeah. And exactly, yeah. honey, thank you for sharing that because for the dads, I mean, they're, they're sceptic. That's okay. It's good to be sceptic because you're questioning things and you're questioning your financial investment and yes, what's yeah. my role? Like a lot of the dads don't know their roles, so I feel like hypnobirthing really educates them and gives them lots of tools. And I know Ryan loved it. So 100%. That, yeah, that was awesome. And, you know, looking at your photos of your birth, he was up there with acupressure and rebozo and light touch massage. He was cold cloths on the forehead. He was in the bath, uh, the pool yeah. with you. Yeah, he, he was, was epic, amazing. You know? I wonder if he had a, had have done, hadn't have done hypnobirthing, would he have, you know, known those things as well? So that's so empowering for the men. Oh, absolutely. And I think as well what you see on, you know, the movies and television of what birth looks like, it's so far from what it is. And he (laughs) was like, I thought you were going to be way more like abusive and like really angry and scratching. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, you were just so like in your zone and calm and stuff. So yeah, I think that um, also watching the birth videos that you um, show in the course really um, gets them prepared, um, you know, for how beautiful it can be. Like true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very big on visualization and showing the births is a big part of looking at what's available to you. I posted about it on Insta today. Affirmations and visualizations are your most important tool for birth prep. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And you did that so well. So then you chose um, a private hospital and you chose obstetric care. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I'd actually chosen my model of care before I started hypnobirthing. and it was more, I guess, the convenience of where the hospital was. It was about two and a half kilometres from our house. So very close. I just had two friends that had birthed there and um, had really, you know, 
great experiences with the midwives. Um, and I thought for my first birth, it would be good to have that little bit of extra time in hospital, um, you know, just with the midwives to learn and things like that. Um, so yeah, I did choose private, um, which looking back now, like I don't regret it, but mm. I think I would definitely, yeah, I would definitely be making a different decision next time. Um, only because I just really didn't feel like I needed an obstetrician. I, I was, you know, it was very low risk and I just felt like it was a bit of overkill with the amount of appointments sure. um, I was going to. I was just kind of like, you know, in and out so fast, but I was yes. in the end, I think going weekly and it was just a bit, yeah, I just think it was just unnecessary. Um, so yeah, we, we chose, um, yeah, we chose private obstetrics care. Um, and yeah, like, I mean, I had a, you know, overall it was a great experience, but I think just the pressure, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about soon is, yeah, was leading up, um, just a bit stressful. Yeah. So share first, before we go into that, what your preparation looked like. I know, we know you did hypnobirthing with me, the five week program. Um, then you were having massages with me, but what else were you doing, hun? Yeah, so I started um, quite early my pregnancy journey reading. Um, so I read um, a child, um, sorry, Ina May's A Guide to Childbirth, yeah. um, Rhea Dempsey's um, Birth with Confidence. Yes. Um, what other books did I read? Oh, Zen Mamas. Um, yeah, a few books. I was watching yeah. a lot of um videos i was practicing my you know rainbow relaxation yeah. i was walking every day meditating um i was seeing dimity for acupuncture yes fantastic. which was incredible yeah. um i was drinking closer to you know um that 36 week yeah. mark i was um drinking red raspberry leaf tea but then i kind of stopped that and actually got onto the stronger like the tincture yes um i was actually using the epinote um, oh, yeah, right. Yes. Um, so I was about to say, did you do perineal massage with yourself or with Ryan? I did a little bit of the massage, but I, I generally just used the epino because that was um, something that I'd use every day. So I felt like that was for 20 minutes and I just felt like, you know, done, I kind of had to choose one or the other. Yeah. Um, done, and that was yeah. good at like your pe- helping your pelvic floor as well, prep yes. for that. Beautiful. Um, did you I do Pilates honestly, or yoga, hunt? Yeah. I did yoga. So I started off doing Pilates, but then I was sort of getting uncomfortable laying on my back because I was doing reformer. Uh Um, And then I was still actually doing like um, weights and, you know, like a little bit of cardio style stuff at home, maybe like twice a week in the lounge room and then going for walks Uh and doing like a lot of stretching and yoga and the spinning babies exercises. Ah, good. So you did the, you downloaded spinning babies as advised by me. (laughs) Yes. The daily Um, essentials video. Yeah. Great. So that's for positioning and birth prep, right? Yes, it is, yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm looking forward to going through those. I'm hoping to do the educators' training. Nice, yeah. It was yeah. really good just to learn, like, the inversions and, yeah, um, yeah obviously, yeah. like, get your pelvis and everything ready. Yeah. I think walking is a really amazing exercise for pregnant women. Oh, I love walking. I loved it beforehand. And now I've actually found Archer loves the pram and he loves just being like, I think it's because I walk so much. Yeah, He's the used rhythm. To that movement. Yeah. He's used to that same rhythm, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so no, special. Um, now tell me what a, the conversation with your obstetrician started sounding like from even that 36, 37 weeks on. Yeah. So um, every appointment I kind of had, there was never an issue with anything. So I'd kind of go in and we'd do, um, you know, a scan every time and everything, you know, he was always in a great position, always head down um, and he was growing really well. There was just never, like never anything. And then um, I got to like 39 weeks and I hadn't 
I don't know. I've read a lot on forums that, you know, um, I think it's mainly more in America, though, that they check you and do things like that. But nothing like that happened. I was just always like, yep, everything's looking really good. They were always so quick, my appointments. Um, and then I got to the 40, 40, 40 and 5, I think, or 40 and 3. And um, mm-hmm. we, I went in for my, like, weekly checkup and um, she offered me a stretch and sweep. So that was at 40 and 3. And I said no. I was like, no, no, you know, I feel like I was way too early for that. Um, and so I went back the next week. So I was 41 weeks on the Friday um, and she offered me a stretch and sweep and I accepted. So it was, yeah, it was 41 weeks. Yep. So she offered me a stretch and sweep because I was like, oh, I'm 41 weeks now, you know, I really want to avoid induction and I know that they like to induce at 41 in three days. So I really didn't want to do it, but I thought, you know, this might be a bit of a compromise and if it helps and, yeah, I just really did not want to be induced. Um, so went in on the Friday, Ryan came with me, um, laid on the bed and she tried to do the stretch and sweep and she said, oh, no, your cervix is closed and it's still it's one centimetre thick. Okay. And I felt really upset. I was actually really surprised by how upset I was. Yeah. Um, looking back now, I still had another six days to go if I hadn't known that that day. Um, I was a little bit gutted, um, but she said, look, I'd really like you to come in on the Monday, which was 41 and 3, and be induced. And okay. What was the I, reason, one, for wanting you to be induced? Just she basically went through all the risks of going past that point. So, um, you know, um, meconium, yes. stillbirth. Like it was a pretty, like, horrible conversation, like not horrible but hard, converse, you know, conversation. Yeah. Um, just sort of saying, you know, once they hit that, they get too big, things like that. Placenta. Um, Calcification? Did she talk about that? Amniotic fluids? Yes. Basically, just like she just ran through all the like dot points of things, okay. um, and she said, and then she described a flyer and you know circled a few things and said, this is what we do if we induce you, um, but didn't go through any really of the risks of induction. Just said, go home and read this pamphlet. So I said to her, I really want to enjoy it, like avoid artificial induction. Yes. She said, well, you're doing all the things to avoid it, aren't you? And Because I, I was and, I, you know, she knew I was doing the acupuncture and everything. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes they just need a little bit of a kick. And I was like, okay, well, how about I come back on Monday instead of being induced and try another stretch and sweep? Like, is that a good compromise? And she agreed. So mm. that was four days. So I was like, oh, surely I'll go into labor before then. Yes. <laughs> and then me and Ryan went back up. It was at 9am on the Monday, so I was 41 and 3 and I laid on the bed and I really thought that day, yeah, I'm going to go in and she's going to, you know, I'm going to go into labour this afternoon because it's going to work and I was feeling really positive. Yeah. And I hopped on the bed and she did it again and she was like, oh, there's been no changes. You're okay. still exactly the same. And I was just Ooh. like, are you kidding me? I was she just felt, really... You felt disappointed. Yeah, I felt a bit, the first day I was more upset and that day I was just a bit angry because I was like, you are doing every, like I was doing everything. I like, I could and I was just a little bit like, I felt like looking back in hindsight, it's ridiculous, but I, I really felt like my body was failing me. Like yes. I, I thought, yeah. oh my God, what if my cervix never opens? And I got a bit fixated on the whole okay. cervix still being closed thing. Yes, yes. Oh, because that was her conversation with you. Imagine yes. if she had a word of that another way, like, okay, your cervix is still quite closed and sick, which means your body's not ready yet. <laughs> exactly. Let's <Yeah>. wait. <laughs> exactly. But it was completely opposite, wasn't it? Yeah. And she did yeah. say, you know, you could walk out of here and it could break and sure. she was you know it wasn't but yeah it, it did make me feel like okay well now my only option is is to be induced so this yeah. was the Monday so I was already at the point where she would wanted to so I said can I pretty 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 please have till the Wednesday which is 41 and 5 and she's like yep okay no worries so she made the call to book me in and me and Ryan left and I was just like 
I'm so not getting induced. Like yeah. surely I'll go into labor before then. Yeah. And then we went out for brunch and we we're talking about it and we kind of were like, you know what, maybe I just, I got into a bit of a bad headspace. I was yeah. like, maybe I just do need to get induced. Remember I messaged you and I was like, yes. yeah, I'm going to get it. And you're like, no, you're not. We had <laughs> and we a were like, <laughs> we got on the phone, I got on the phone to you, didn't I? Yes. And we just yeah. went through everything and, yeah. um, yeah, so that was the Monday. And I was like, you know what, Monday. surely by Wednesday. This is how it was. Every I was like, oh, surely by tomorrow. It'll happen by then. Yeah. Um, so then I actually saw that you'd had a cancellation on Wednesday for a massage. So yes. I booked that. I was like meant to be. So it was yes. Wednesday afternoon. Um, and then I also saw that my old acupuncturist, um, Jess from Newar, had yeah. a cancellation on the Tuesday. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to go do, actually, do those two things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I went to Jess on the Tuesday and I remember just going, before the appointment I said to Ryan, I'm just going to go and sit on the beach by myself. Mm. I just need a bit of like headspace, no phone, nothing, and sit there for half an hour before my appointment. Um, mm. And I remember I did that and I just sort of like spoke to Arch. I didn't know if it was a boy or a girl yet, um, but I just spoke to my baby and <laughs> I'd written lots of letters, but I said, you know, I, I'm really sorry that I've been like, you know, in such a bad headspace and I trust that you will come and I promise I won't be induced and it will, yeah, I just sort of like, um, you know, Beautiful. basically told the baby that I know it's safe because it was every appointment, every, even the last few scans, everything was fine. I knew it. Um, so then I went in for my, that was really healing actually that time on the beach and then I went yeah. in for my well session and that was really good. She did a lot of needles in my back and I felt a lot of movement. Um, and I was like, oh, wow. And I felt like he, you know, dropped a bit. Mm-hmm. And then the next morning I woke up and it was induction day. I was supposed to go in at 6 p.m. that Wednesday night. Wednesday. And I was so nervous. I knew I was going to cancel it, but I was just super nervous to call the hospital because I was scared. Yeah, I was just I was just really petrified. Um but I called reception and I told them and they were like, that's okay. They're really lovely. They're like, you know, yep. um, we'll let the obstetrician know. And if she has an issue, she'll give you a call. So <laughs> they'll probably celebrate okay, for you. Yeah. Well, I think the midwives, went... midwifery care is very different to obstetric care from what I've experienced. Um, a oh lot of God. midwives really yep. want to keep their obs away a little bit. They work with them, but they like to see the physiological births. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So then it went about four hours and I was feeling really relieved because I was like, I knew I had my massage with you in the afternoon and I thought now I don't feel pressure, I don't have a, like a timeline of when. Um, and but you then, were 41 and 6. 41 and 5. 41 and on 5 on the, the Wednesday. Wednesday. Beautiful. Yeah. Yep. So then my obstetrician actually did call me um, <laughs> and <laughs> basically just said like, I've heard that you're cancelling. Well, when do you want to have this baby? Because... Um, you know, you're at the point now, blah, blah, blah. And she sort of said, um, I said, look, can I have till the Friday, which is 42 weeks? Can I come uh-huh. in on the Friday night and have, you know, just give me a couple more days. And she said that they don't do inductions over the weekends. Yeah. Um, and that she was going away on the Sunday. So if I want, and she said, can you come in tomorrow night being the Thursday? And I was like, no, I really want till the Friday. It was a really difficult conversation and quite awkward oh, to have with her because no. I really had to stand my ground. And then yeah. she kind of got into talking about rosters at the hospital and how, mm. you know, it was all about like the hospital and the roster and wasn't really about oh, yeah. um, like my. It wasn't about you. Yeah, at all. So at I all, said, yeah. she said, and I'm going away on Sunday. So if you want to wait till Sunday, which um, I'd be like 42 and two, um, then she'd have to get her colleague to be the obstetrician so the conversation ended quite awkwardly and I said look I need more time can I let you know by this afternoon 
Well done. Because um, I was supposed to go in at 6 p.m. that night. Yeah. And then I went and saw you, which is amazing. <laughs> and I kind of got there and I was like, I'm having these weird things, but I'm really in denial. Like, is this a con- – like, because I'd been having, like, period pain for, like, mm-hmm. weeks. There you go. On and off. <laughs> and you kind of felt my tummy and were like, ah, oh, yes, I think this is <laughs> – yeah. you having a surge. I just, as soon as you got in my space, Mon, and you told me about your previous few days, we chatted on the Monday, you said, oh, there's one just there, like that one I'm having now. And you went, mm. And I could, I said, if you had a body temp change and you just went, oh, I'm sweating. Yeah. <laughs> so much. I'm, I know it's hot, but I am hot. And then you had a little surge and I, and I felt your tummy. I said, I can feel that tightening. And then... Had you had any other body changes? Like you hadn't lost your uterine seal yet. Um, you had bowel changes, maybe not. Had you had any bowel changes? Oh. So you hadn't had any bowel changes, but you were standing by the side of my massage table. You were having this surge, but you just honestly, you didn't want it to be labor because you were so blown away that nothing was happening and you, you were just in a world of, oh, I don't even know what's happening, Megs. This is shit. Yeah, I was just in denial basically. I was like, yeah, if it, yeah, I just, I didn't know what was going on. I felt so many different things and I, like with my tummy, like leading up. So I was like, surely this can't be surely it. Like I was it. just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just in denial. So I said to you, Mon, you're in pre labor. And you went, yeah. really? That was oh. like the best thing I'd heard in a long time. In a long time. I said, you're in pre labor. So you got on my massage table and had a one hour treatment with me. I did my initiation. Yep. And I think you had three beautiful waves on my table. Yeah. You were still sweating. <laughs> yeah, it was very hot. And, yeah, I could definitely feel them. I think as well because I was so still and I was yeah. just concentrating. I wasn't, you know, yeah. doing 100 things or thinking about anything else. Or um, worrying about appointments or timeframes or what the yes. offer and all that jazz. So Exactly. So, yeah, keep going, babe. What happened when you left my clinic? Yeah, so I hopped in the car, got home and Ryan had actually um, mowed the lawns and cleaned all the house. It was just so nice. He had the music Yay! playing and I like walked in and I was like, and he's like, oh, how'd you go? And I was like, oh, well, Megan said I'm in pre-labor. And he's like, really? And I was like, yeah. And I'm like, and I actually felt like surges on the table and, but I was like, but don't get too excited because, you know, like who knows, um, yeah. it's been, you know, such a long winded um, journey the last like couple of weeks. Mm. So um, I was like, I'm just going to chill out. So I went and had a shower and um, I was actually starting to make dinner and then I went to the toilet and, yeah, I lost my uterine seal when I hopped on the toilet. I messaged you on the toilet. I was like, I just lost my seal. I'm like, what the fuck? Sorry about this, ring. It was like 6.11 till I looked at my phone and I was like, oh, my God, I was supposed to be induced at 6 p.m. and. I just, yeah, it was, it was freaking crazy. It's like, great. This is everything. I've got the hugest smile on my face. I love this. So yeah. Much. Yeah. All was... the power going back to you. Everything you said about politely declining inductions because instinctively you didn't want them leads to this moment, to that moment rather, when you were just on the, you, you had such an amazing day yeah. and you sat and lost your seal and you text me, you are bloody amazing. I've just lost my seal and these yeah. surges are kicking in. So, um, you were going into labor, babe. Yeah, I so was. And I was, I think because it was such a huge anticipation, I was, and I, I like, I, I never felt fear leading into birth anyway, just from hypnobirthing and everything. But I was just so excited. It just put me in this really happy, um, 
like I was like, oh, give me, give me all the contractions. Like I don't care how intense this gets. Like I'm just happy I'm actually in labour. Yes, beautiful. Um, yeah, so I went out and ran. I like obviously told Ryan and everything and he was just like, oh, my. like we were both just in absolute <laughs> disbelief. Um, and did then, you show him your uterine seal? I did, yeah. <laughs> I was like, look, believe me. Look at this. And then he's like, he's oh, like, oh my God. he kind of was like, oh, and I'm like, mate, you're going to see a lot worse than that in labour, so get used to it. <laughs> And he was like, okay. Um, And then I actually called, um, so my best friend, Opie, who's also, um, she's just actually finished doing her hip birthing certification. And she's in a doula as such, but she's, um, you know, she's just obsessed with birth. And um, she's your doula. Yeah, she's my doula. And like, she's a beautiful person. Yeah. So I called her because she had just been, I'd spoken to her from about, probably like 39 and a half weeks um, mm. onwards every single day on the phone. Um, she'd come down a couple of times and stayed with me and we'd like cooked up some postpartum stuff. And um, mm. so she was like every day, you know, just mm. kind of like my biggest cheerleader every day. She, she was is, like, you're yeah. so, yeah, just she was Very so proud hard. of me. Yep. Yeah, so she had beautiful births. Hey, Mon. Yeah, she had two. She has two girls and two amazing yeah. um, births. So she's got a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Yeah. I've loved seeing her new Insta page and um, chatting with her on there. It's really special. Yeah, she just like I think it's the same with you. Like you can just tell those people who are just you have to be to be in that space. You have to be yeah. so obsessed with it and just love it like so hard. <laughs> and she yes. does so. That's me and that's her. Yeah. I love it. So I called yeah. her and um, mm. she obviously has two two girls and her partner works full time. So she was like, okay, I'm dropping the girls to their nanas. I'm getting in the car. I'm coming down. Um, and obviously, like as a doula, you probably wouldn't come that quickly but being you know no. she was like my best friend and she was like I'm just so excited and I was like to Ryan is it okay and he's like yeah like this is awesome yeah. so um she was here she lives in Brisbane she was here within like an hour and a half which is hilarious and um the girls were so excited she sent me a video of them in the back of the car and they're like is the baby because they just was so, like so oh, eager to meet the baby don't. yeah so oh, so beautiful yeah so she came down and I just like set the house up um, you know, dimmed all the lights and put on um the diffuser and put on my um I had like a hypno like hypnobirthing and meditation like Spotify playlist, but then I also just had like, you know, music that I wanted to listen to. So I'd kind of just go yeah. between the two. Um Beautiful. and we just sort of yeah, Opie got here and the, the contractions were definitely um bearable at that point. So we we're just kind of chatting yes. and they were coming about every six minutes um yeah and they kind of stayed consistent like that pretty much all night um maybe six yep. to five minutes four minutes sometimes yep. um and I yeah just kind of got in all different positions throughout the night um and you know we, we were practicing a bit of acupressure um but mm. I wanted them to get rest as well and I wanted to try to yes. get rest um yep. so I, I never fell asleep um at all because yep. every time I'd sort of half doze off I'd you know um, get woken up again by a surge yeah. so um Opie was pretty much awake with me all night and I just let Ryan um have a fair bit of rest and then they sort of tag teamed and then um at about 5 a.m I think yeah I was like oh, I just want to get in the shower so we don't have a bath I don't yes. know so I hopped in the shower just on my own while they were asleep and yeah just um let the water run over me um and then as the sun came up, stuff really started to amp up. I felt like I just couldn't get comfortable. It's kind of moving around the house, getting into all different positions. Um, 
and then the hospital actually called like because I think they were a bit like where are you oh. <laughs> yeah because I would have, of course. yeah I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah so because I called them at 6 Sorry. p.m the night before okay. or you know 6 30 or whatever to tell them on the Tuesday, yeah. Uh, when on the Wednesday, so yeah. On the Wednesday, yeah. yeah. So I was forty-one and five That's... on the Wednesday, and I called them. Got it. And um, yeah. they were like, "Oh, aren't you the girl that was supposed to come in and get in juice like <laughs> eleven minutes ago?" I was like. Yes, that's me. But yeah. and I kind of in a way I'm like, they think I'm making this up to like drag it out. Like, I kind of <laughs> thought that's a bit, but um, because it's just so strange. But um, yeah. Then they called it about eight thirty or nine the next morning just to check in, and um, I just said, well, OP spoke for me for us and said, look, she just wants right. to like labor at home for as long as possible, but we'll we'll be there soon, kind of thing. Um, Beautiful. So then I. At about 9.45, and I knew that I would know when it was time and Ryan and Opie said, you let us know. And I think all my family were really, like, messaging them, being like, what What do you mean she's not at the hospital yet? Like, because I think they went to bed, they went to sleep, and they would have probably yes. thought they would have woken up and a baby would have been to there. a baby. <laughs> so they were like, what do you mean she's still at what? Like, yeah, they were all really confused. So, um, but I didn't know any of this until after. They didn't tell me. Um, so mm-hmm. then at about 9.45-ish, I got this really deep urge like to go to the toilet and I felt like pressure in my bum and yeah I think we Opie thinks even thought oh is this transition like because it was just really strong and I kind of like yeah like screamed out okay and um so I was like okay let's go to the hospital like we've got to go now like it's coming like I really thought it was just really intense and um wow yeah we got in the car and then Obviously, it was a really short car ride, so I don't even know if I had a contraction in the car because it was literally sure. like four minutes to hospital. Um, yep. And then when I got there, though, everything just really slowed down. Like I felt I walked into the hospital room, like the birthing suite, and I actually was lucky enough they had one um, bir- like room with a big birth pool, which is what I was hoping that I'd get if it wasn't taken. Yeah. So the room was, you know, the best room I could have, but I still was just like... I walked in and I was like, oh, it's just so, like, felt just so sterile to me. Like being, you know, coming from home in such a beautiful, comfortable space. I was like, I just looked around and I was like, how the hell am I supposed to get comfortable in here? So I straight away was like, I really just want to get in the birth pool. Um, And I had to go on the CTG machine, um, Mm. which is their policy there. So I, in my birth plan, I'd asked can I not do that? Can I just have, you know, the Doppler for checks and things like that? But I just was like, you know what, if that's one thing that I have to compromise with with them with, there's so many things, other things I don't want. That's not really, I'm not that phased by that. So. And you just did about 20 minutes of it, Mon, or Yeah, yeah, just 20 minutes. Um, I laid on the bed, um, which I really hated laying still, but I got through that. And then I actually, so I had two midwives throughout the birth because it went for quite a long time. So the first half I had a really beautiful, like both of them were absolutely incredible, loved them both. I was really lucky. Um, So the first midwife had obviously read my birth plan, which I'd written. So I'd learned that in hypnobirthing to write the hospital a letter with your preferences. And um, one of them was that I didn't want any cervical exams like whatsoever um, and basically don't even ask me. Like I really don't want to know. because, well, number one, it's not going to change anything. Like the baby's yeah. coming regardless. So I didn't want it to yeah. sabotage my mindset. And, you know, what difference would it make me knowing how far along I was? It could either, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, women can go from four centimetres to nine centimetres so fast or it can take hours and yeah. hours. So I didn't want to be fixated on a number. Um, yeah, good. You had enough going on, didn't you? Yeah. So she said to me, look, we, because I was like, can I please get in the birth pool? Like I just really 
want to be in that. I can't get comfortable anywhere else. So she's like, look, we really like you to be at least five centimetres because if you get in and you're not, things can slow down. She's like, but I know you don't want checks. So she was so lovely. She's like, I'll let you get in. She's like, but if things slow down, you'll have to hop. Um, And I agreed. I was like, yep, that's totally fine. So um, got in. Oh, we got in the shower for a bit while I was filling because it takes like an hour to fill. Yes. I was like, oh, my yeah. God. Seems like forever. Yeah. So I just yeah. was on the Fitball with Ryan behind me doing some like touch massage before um, I got in. And Opie was amazing. Like she was there to support so much throughout it but she was also at some points just in the background taking photos and videos she's sort of like an everything yeah. it was really cool so I've like all these yep. you know memories now that I can look back on um that's right I've been privileged to see those as well yeah. already they're amazing oh, thank you they're beautiful so yeah we hopped in after that we hopped in the birth pool and I was in there for probably about an hour and a half two hours and it was amazing. Like I, yeah, it was definitely um, just that feeling of like floating and I was just really in my own zone. I, I can't, I don't know. I feel like I can't really remember a lot of it because I was just on another planet. Sure. Yeah. And that's normal. And I hear this all the time and thanks, thankfully OPG get some photos. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it can take you back. And um, so you, when you were progressing um, on, you were like rhymes in the pool with you and you really felt these surges were getting like he was starting to come down? Yeah, so um, not as much as – so it, it, the surges were definitely getting intense, but it wasn't until mm. I hopped out and I had to get on the CTG monitor again. Um, again, oh, my God. So I was laying there and this was when I hit, I hit a, like probably a point where I hadn't really spoken negative to myself at all throughout it, but – I hopped on the bed and did that and then I was I hadn't slept for 30 hours at that point. So I was just like I'd hit a wall and I yeah. was like, I'm really tired. Can I just have a little nap? And Opie um was like, No, you need to go to the toilet right now. And I was like, But I don't need to go. She's like, You're going to the toilet. So I went to the toilet and she I remember <laughs> into my office. Place. Yep. She came in and she just I remember her just grabbing my face and she was like, Mons, she's like, You are so close. She's like, but this baby is way too comfortable in there. You're, you're in it. Cause even in the pool, I was kind of with, I had my hips, like I had my legs closed a lot. Like I was just like laying in the pool, like floating. Yes. She's like, we need to do some hip openers because this baby's way too comfortable. Okay. And she's like, it's, you know, I think it was like two o'clock. She's like, it's two o'clock mon. Like we need, come on, like basically. So okay. I really didn't want to, but I did. I sat on the fit ball and she helped me like move my hips and um, Ryan yeah. was doing some acupressure on my feet and, um, yeah, so we did that for about 20 minutes and then all of a sudden I felt like trickling down my legs. So my water mm-hmm. started to break. So I 100% owe that to her because she just yes. knew that. Like I had no, any, none of the midwife said that or anything. She was like, You're, yeah. you need to open your hips because you help. Yeah, so doing that was like amazing. Um, and I didn't even realise at the time that that was, you know, she told me after. But um, once that happened, as soon as my water starts to trickle, any surges that I thought before were intense, like were not. Oh. It was, oh, yeah. No. So the feeling yeah. that I got, um, I basically said, quick, get me back in the birth pool. Like it's coming now. So this was it. Two, around 2.30 and he wasn't yeah. born until 10 to 6. So I still had a long way to go. But um, yeah. that was, I think, transition definitely. I hopped in yeah. the pool and just, yeah, the pressure I felt in my bottom was yeah no words can really describe and it was the first time I actually said like I need something like this is crazy um so I said oh what if like I looked to the midwife I'm like what do you reckon a little bit of gas would help and they were like come on you already come so far and she's like look we'd have to teach you how to do it and 
Oh, I was like, oh, I can't be bothered, whatever. Like, can it all you fit anything? Like, I was just anything, like, someone help me. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, holy moly. But then um, okay. Opie, you know, just reminded me, she's like, there's so many women, you know, doing this with you right now. And my um, husband, you know, they just were telling me really amazing affirmations. And I um, I actually turned to doing, which I didn't plan, but um, like blowing raspberries, like tractor lips. That was like my yeah. main for the last like two and a half hours. That was basically all I was doing was um, doing the br- the breath work and then I'd go to doing um, the tractor lips and even like submerging my head underwater doing them. Yep. Um, so that was Beautiful. sort of like my so instinctive. Yeah, it was. Oh, and looking back, I was like, so oh, I didn't even plan to do that. But um, it really, I just knew that by doing it, it would just help to soften my yeah. cervix. That's right. You were really listening to yourself. I love that so yeah. much. Yeah, oh, thanks. Um, job, and then, yeah, I just... Basically, the surges definitely, which I knew happens before, you know, you start crowning that they get, you, they, you have more time between them to let your body rest. Um, but yeah. that for me was a bit mentally challenging because I was like, oh, my God, I've, it was like taking such a long time and I knew I had to do that again. Like I had that. Yeah. yeah. So it was coming, right? You knew another one was yeah, coming. Yeah, but it was actually amazing because the, the room that we were in, it looked out to all of these beautiful like trees like the hint like basically like the hinterland and it was a really windy day so I was just watching it was such a beautiful afternoon the sky was like a purpley color and just being able mm. to look out into nature was really helpful um and yeah I think it was about maybe I was in there for about 45 minutes before I was like is it coming like I'm like this head has got to be there like I just and they just kept yeah. saying you're so close and I was like you said that hours ago like uh- <laughs> Don't yeah, they again. just kept saying I was close. I'm like, yeah, but how close? Like now? Like hurry up. Like it was just, yeah. Um, and then they were like checking for that line. I don't know what it's called. I forget. Sure. On um, my bottom, which yep. said, um, and then they had the mirror in the pool. And mm-hmm. then I think I just, I felt for a really long, long time that the head was there, but it wasn't yet. So that pressure for me okay. personally was like intense, but also like so empowering. Um and yep. just a, like most amazing sensation. Um, and then they called the obstetrician um, because they were like, you know, heads coming. So um, she came over and yeah, probably was crowning or the, that put, I guess that phase of um, him coming out was about an hour, I think. Okay. Um, and he was sort of coming in and out a lot, which. Um, I was, I felt in a way I was taking, you know, 20 steps forward and 10 steps back, but I knew that that's what had to happen to help my perineum, like, um, not to, you know, um, tear. So yeah, it was, we're just kind of doing that. And I, throughout my whole labor, I was very quiet. Like I really went, I I thought I would be loud, but I really went in the zone. But at that point Mm. I was making noises and roars that I never knew existed (laughs) in me. I was straight, like, yeah, just absolutely, like, I, I, uh, in between the surges, I was like, what, did that just come out of me, those noises? Like, I remember actually thinking, holy crap. Wow. Um, I love that, though. Yeah, I just, you, 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 can't, you can't control it. Like, I was doing the J breath yeah. and everything, but that was for me. I ha- like, I had to make those noises um, yeah. to get him, yeah. to get him out. So, yeah, then um, as... They, they sort of said the head's there the head's there and I put my hand down like do you want to feel and stuff and I felt the head and that was so strange like to feel I was like yes. wow that is crazy and then they kept using the Doppler on my tummy just to check his heart rate and um his heart rate actually dropped so 
they were like, I think it went from like 150 to like 104 or something quite, you know, large. So um, the obstetrician and the midwife, I could tell that they were worried. So I was like, what's going on? I got a little bit worried, but um, she said, Mon, this is serious. Like we need to get him out next push because he's getting a bit distressed in there. So um, I was in my head, I was like, how the hell? Like I still felt like I had so much work to do to get him. But that next push, I just... I wasn't really pushing. It was more just that sensation of getting him to come out. I had to, I had to just give it like my absolute all. And I just basically, yep. yeah, got him out that next time, which um, felt so amazing. That sensation once he was out was just like the Gosh. biggest relief of my life. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, it was, you've seen the video of it happening. I've, yeah. <laughs> I've seen the video. I'm privileged to see that video of it happening. And he was, he came straight up onto your chest. He did. Yeah. Yeah. It was very emotional and moving to see Mon. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, and we didn't know how I felt that he was a little boy and I just looked at Ryan because of the whole pregnancy I just knew he was a boy. I just really, yeah, yeah, and so many people did. All my friends, everyone um, was like, yeah, it's definitely a boy. So, um, yeah, I was like, I said, I told you it was a boy. Ryan was like, I didn't even care what sex it was. And he was like, you can name the child after what you did. Oh, you've got anything you want. Okay, beautiful. And you got some nice skin-to-skin time, Mon, didn't you? Yeah, lots actually. Um, Yeah. Yeah, And, oh, so perfect. Baby's golden hour. First golden hour's magic. um, Did you get delayed core clamping? And where did you have your placenta? So we stayed in the pool for, it felt like for me five minutes, but apparently it was about 20 minutes. Um, And I just, yeah, cuddled him and, um, yeah, we st- we stopped. Um, sorry, we waited until the cord was like completely had stopped pulsating. I think it was about fifteen minutes. We just sort of just sat there and um, we're taking it all in. And then Ryan, yeah. Um, yeah, Ryan cut the cord, and then I hopped out. And then I knew in my head because I said that I wanted um, at least you know forty five minutes to an hour to birth the placenta naturally yep. myself without any syntocin or whatever that shot is that they give yes. you. So. That was my birth plan, but I knew when I got on the bed, oh, okay, I, I knew I still had work to do basically. Well, I thought I did. Yes. Um, and so I laid up on the bed and I'd like, they popped my legs up in the stirrups and then all of a sudden it was out. Like it was, yeah, oh, it, it oh, came wow. out so easy. I didn't even really feel okay. like I felt it. And I'd heard pod- podcasts before that, you know, it can be yep. a little bit full on. So I was really surprised. Okay. I was like, oh, wow. And I was like, are you sure it's out? And they were like, yeah, it's definitely out. Yep. Here it is. Um oh. That's amazing. Did you encapsulate? I didn't, no, no. Yeah. Okay, cool. And the other question I had, um, so how was your ob when she did eventually get to your beautiful birth? How did you go? How did she, how was she for you? Yeah, look, I, to be honest, when they said we're calling her to come over, I really was like, we don't need her. Like, I really felt like I don't, do I, like why like we're like I'm I yeah. you know me and my team and the midwife I, there was only one midwife in the room who I absolutely yes. loved and I'd actually got to meet her before um it just so happened because yeah. there's so many midwives at the hospital it was sort of like yeah. a lucky dip but when I, when she walked in at around three <laughs> o'clock I was so happy I loved her what's you yeah, yeah it's you. She was, so midwives are amazing oh, I love her so, and she actually delivered her own baby um in that birth pool which is really cool she told me after wow. yeah so that's really special. I, um, yeah, I was like, oh, anyway. So, yeah, she came and, you know, she was, she was like, nice enough and everything. But I did feel a little bit like, oh, she's still angry at me for not, not being induced. Like, I don't know. I just <laughs> saying no. Yeah, and, um, oh. But she, you know, yeah, she was good. She, um, um, 
Yeah, she was nice enough, but I, I, I guess I didn't feel any emotional like connection with connection. her that I felt yeah, with yeah. the midwives or my birth team. So um, it That's was just right. sort of. Yeah, she was there and she wasn't there for very long. And how okay, – yeah, that's what I was going to say. So did she assist you with that placenta even though you didn't yeah, need yeah, it? Was yeah, yeah, yeah. So there? her and the midwife did that um, and then I actually was like, oh, do I have any tears? Because that last, mm-hmm. I guess, push I knew mm-hmm. I felt like it was pretty stinging after, afterwards. Um, yeah. And she's like – um, yeah, you do. She's like, um, you ha- like just internally I had to get, it was just a first degree tear internally. Um, yeah. and then it was actually funny. Cause I was like, I said out loud, I was like, Oh, well, obviously the epino didn't work. Cause I'd been using that to train <laughs> not to tear. And she just looked at me and she's yeah. like, no, the epino definitely worked. She's like, you're outside of your perineum oh. was really prepared and you didn't have any tears Good for job. what you went through. She's like, cause he was eight pound five. Yeah. So three, 3.9 kilos. So he wasn't oh, a small magic. baby. Um, no, he wasn't under seven pounds. Yeah, ma- that's amazing. So she was like, no, you And you've named him, yeah, good job, if you know. And you've named him Archer and I bet you're just so in love, right? Yeah, we are. It's been, um, yeah, it's very overwhelming, the love that you feel for them. No one can kind yeah. of really prepare you for, um, yeah. yeah, just the emotions. I've cried a lot since we've been home, but not like because I'm upset, yeah. just because I'm so happy. Yeah, yes. Your heart is literally bursting with yeah. love. Um, share with us your postnatal period, hon. What have you been doing that's worked for you? Yeah, so lots of rest um, and listening to yeah. my body. So I have yeah. had friends and family and I'd also done some um, food prep, um, beautiful Layla's yeah. book, The um, Village for Mama, um, her mm. her um, little recipe book. Um, I've had yes. a lot of those recipes made for me and I prepped the chicken soup and stuff so it's just been nice not having to worry about food um and I'm also actually getting the golden month next week because my I went overdue um well not overdue but you know I went a little bit over um I (laughs) yeah I couldn't really I didn't know when it was coming so I couldn't book that in and then they were they were sold out which I was devil about but um I'm getting that next week so that should be good right what a good idea yeah good idea honey and how's breastfeeding going and you've got I recommended when I came and saw you I recommended um, Tracy from yes. Crystal Midwives, my beautiful Tracy Foster, who's at the lighthouse. How are you going? With yeah, her? she was absolutely awesome. She came on, I think the the twenty first, so ten days after we'd had Archer, she yes. came for a visit um, and did like a weigh in. And um, I actually, the first few days in the hospital, I really struggled with um, breastfeeding. Not so much my milk; that was all good. That was, and it still is, like a little bit. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like I might have a tiny bit of an oversupply, but I'm working on that. But um, I just he was very, he and he still is a crazy little sucker. So he like gets on and just goes absolutely crazy. So I did have um, I think <laughs> it must so be boy because a few of my friends with boys said that yeah they just um yeah anyway. So I had a few blisters. And- Love it things okay. but the, after about the day I got home um I don't know we just kind of I feel like we got each other and he um latched better and Aww. now it's been amazing it's yeah going yeah it's going really well so she um really beautiful she helped me um just with a few you know tips and tricks on that yeah. and um we yeah. weighed him and he's actually put on so we weighed him again yes so we had a hospital visit he's put on a kilo since <laughs> he <laughs> oh, is a little he's so cute yeah, and he's so adorable. Yeah. Um, before we go, honey, tell can you just tell my listeners just a couple of your hot tips, like what you feel is key for an amazing birth like yours? Thank you. Um, 
definitely your mindset and um like prep like you know you do hear a lot of people say oh I'm just gonna go with the flow with my birth and you know whatever happens happens um but I really think that that you know each to their own but for me if I wasn't empowered with the knowledge I wouldn't have been able to make the decisions that I made because I I would have you know handed my power over so many times to people that did not know my body as well as I know my body and my baby um so definitely mindset and not listening to other people, you know, if they have opinions on, you know, um, I had a couple of people say to me, oh, you know, I know you really want this birth to be amazing, but the, the most important thing is that the baby comes safe. And I was like, well, yeah, I know that obviously like what, what's, what's yes. safe about an artificial induction if it's not required. Yeah. Um, so just Correct. really um, surrounding yourself with people that are like empowering you and not trying to rush you. Um, Cause a few times I felt cool. like, you know, we had family that wanted to come down and I was like, oh my God, like, what if I go to 42 and three? Like it was just, yeah, I really needed to be around um, people that, yeah, empowered me. And also just like the prep of like walking and acupuncture and massage. And like, I think you said to me yeah. one day, you're like, massage isn't um, a luxury, like it's a necessity no. during this time, yeah. which is really yes, true because is. your body is going through such a physical um, and mental shift. So, yes. And it's so holistic massage. It's for the body, mind, hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, it gets you in a good headspace. It treats all twelve systems. It's good. Birth yeah. Birth. Um, but and just yeah. also listening to your intuition, like, uh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Thank you, Ah uh, Mon. I'm just so wrapped that you've taken some time out of your three-week postnatal period to jump on here and record with me. I'm sorry about our little tech issue. Okay. I'm gonna go back and try and fix. Hope that. it didn't go too long. Um, I feel like we could talk for hours. <laughs> honestly yes yeah we could (laughs) we could and um I look forward to seeing you again and like I said I'm so grateful that you've jumped on here to share your very inspiring birth story of your beautiful baby boy Archie. and thank you for yeah doing this because it helps so many women um on their journeys like just hearing um hearing other people's stories so thank you my love (laughs) oh you're amazing mon enjoy your beautiful little bug I love I will And I'll definitely be looking out on Insta for more pics. Thank you. And I'll be seeing you soon. (laughs) Yes, my love. All right. Take care. See ya. Bye. Bye, beautiful.